a playlist original. What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBB. I am so glad you're here. I feel like there's so much going on in the world of pop culture, so I wanted to record a bonus solo episode of me just, you know, shit posting about the things that I've been thinking about as of late because there's so much going on and a lot of it is follow-ups for stories we've covered on the podcast and I feel like back in the old days of RTVP I would talk about a story and then just like never talk about it ever ever again but I do want like some consistency like I do want to follow up on other like on stories we cover just because they're interesting they're layered and they often go on for months um I don't know if you can hear the seagulls in the background but I do live close to the ocean I live in like a harbor so like I know a lot of people listen to New York podcasters and hear the ambulances you can hear the seagulls possibly I have to keep my windows open it is literally like a million degrees here um, I'm just not going to like sweat my body weight <laughs> out for the sake of this podcast. Anyways, a little bit of a side note. I started a Goodreads because I am an avid reader and I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast. We've covered some like romance novel stuff, but I finally just posted all of my books on Goodreads that I've read over the past like two years or three years because I just read them on my phone like on Kobo which is kind of like I think a Kindle but for Canadians maybe that's completely wrong but I've wanted a way to you know see what other people are reading and to rate and have just kind of like a you know, a list of the books I've read and and keep track of the ones I want to read. So you can find me on Goodreads. I think you can just look at my email, rtbppodcast at gmail.com. Come find me, come hang out. It's really interesting to like, I've obviously creeped, like there's about 15 people that have followed me since I created the account. And I'm like, I love creeping on what they're reading. Like, I feel like it gives such an intimate snapshot of yeah like what someone someone's like (laughs) what their interests are just because you think like how intimate reading is like I'm usually reading in my bed it's like what I'm thinking about while I'm driving or like whatever like a good book that I've read just sticks with you and so it's just really I don't know it's really stoking my curiosity of what people are up to anyways let's dive into the stories I want to cover today so the first one a follow-up from episode 65, <laughs> Nick and I discussed the After series, which it was a book series and then became a movie series. It started as a fucking Harry Styles fanfic on that website <laughs> that has all the fanfic. I can't remember the name, but like it became a, a big movie franchise. This is their fourth movie, which is absolutely wild thinking about how like Divergent didn't even make it to a third movie, but this little series did because it it is trash in its purest form. That's why I love it, but let's not mince words. It is absolute garbage. 
But anyways, the movie, the fourth one is called After Ever Happy, which I truly like, I hope that I wrote that down wrong because I truly do not understand how that is the title. Like, I totally get this. The series is about after. So it's like, you know, after blank (laughs) big event. God, I should have researched this beforehand. But like, okay, give it up. Like it, it was like when Justin Bieber tried to wear purple for like four years because that was his like color. And it's like he finally moved on, moved on from the title of after because after ever happy makes no, no sense. Like you couldn't have just put like after the wedding. I guess maybe that's spoilery. I don't know. It just ruins my life. But this is so insane. This movie is in theaters. So if I wanted to see it, I could go tonight (laughs) to my local cinema and watch this show. I could go to El Cine (laughs) and watch this show. Like, it's just so wild to me. I haven't been to a movie theater or seen a movie in person definitely since COVID happened. I, I don't even think I went in 2019. So, like... I don't know, 2017, 2018. Could you imagine if the first movie I go to in five years is After Ever Happy? (laughs) I can't even say that in one sentence. Like, it's absolutely wild. So anyways, if you go see the movie, please tell me. I might, like, maybe I should just go this weekend and just be the only one in the theater and just, like, live my best trashy romance novel life I don't know I will follow up though if I do see it before I move on I think one of my favorite like behind the scenes podcast things that have has ever happened because there's been fun stuff and I think that I'm gonna talk about some of that fun behind the scenes stuff this fall that's like a little a spoiler alert like a little teaser for what's coming this fall but like literally I just remember Nick and I recording like like the next day and I'm like, okay, yeah, just like writing up like an outline, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, have you seen like after, would you watch it for the episode? And he's like, oh, what is that? Like, is it like one episode of TV or like one movie or something? And I was like, oh no, it's three, <laughs> three feature length films. And he's like, Tori, the podcast, <laughs> the podcast recording is tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, that is a big ask asking you to watch like nine hours of content. Um, He did end up watching the first one and I think like the trailers for the second and third one, but I don't know, maybe, maybe we can do a deep dive at some point. I do need to know what the, the secret to the sauce is because four fucking movies and I think a fifth one on the way. Okay. In bonus episode 14 and 15, I covered and just like that with both Lisa and Maddie who I met in Boston this summer. It was so much fun. But we just got big and just like that news that John Corbett signed on for Sex in this. Oh my God. Signed on for and just like that. If you don't know who John Corbett is, he is Aiden, which is so weird to me because A, they discussed this for season one. Like they already teased that he was coming back. So I'm like, okay, like I'll believe it when I see it. Like, are they just saying this? to keep and just like that in the headlines since I feel like the press around it and the uh, excitement has really died down or is it for real like do you think he is gonna have a cameo do you think he's gonna have a larger part do you think Carrie and him are gonna get back together 
I recently was on a plane and I rewatched the first five episodes of Sex and the City. It's like, you know, you're down bad when you just like, when you're like halfway through a flight and you're like, okay, um, I'm not even going to look at the map. I'm going to see what TV shows they have to offer. And you're watching Sex and the City. But it's just so clear to me that big is the choice for Carrie. And that doesn't even mean that I like necessarily ship them or that I like Mr. Big per se, or Carrie for that matter. But I just think that they are the couple for each other. That's why I was sad when he died. And again, the character, not the piece of shit that plays him. But but it would just be weird to me if they brought Aiden back and made him Carrie's, like, I'm, I'm guessing final love interest. It just would not make sense to me. Like, I don't know. He has kids. They've moved on. I didn't think they were a good match in the first place. They had no similar like passions or interests, which I guess is not like a requisite, prerequisite for a relationship, but it definitely helps. Even if you have like, say 30% or like 50% of your shared interests are the same or like even like a 25%, just so you can do things together. Like outside of like, you know, going out to eat or whatever. They just had nothing in common. Like he is like a guy's guy, carpenter, likes camping, you know, is in in the like a blue collar job, has his bar with Steve. She is like a writer into fashion, like into kind of being social lady And he's like, not like that at all. Like, I just don't think that they were ever like a good fit. So I'm just curious if they're going to bring him back as like, maybe just a friend. Maybe she continues to pursue the teacher question mark. Or maybe it's just a cameo. And I'm blowing all of this out of proportion. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I haven't rewatched the entire series of Sex and the City for a really long time. So Aiden and Carrie's relationship to me is a little bit foggy, but... Just, yeah, I want to know what you think, but I am excited to see him on my screen. He's the one, like, older gentleman that I'm like, you're fucking hot and could get it. (laughs) Whereas, like, he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't, like, seem like a, like, the typical, like, I don't know, epitome of male attractiveness, but there is something about him. Like, I loved him as the dad and to all the loves, to all the boys I've loved before, and raise your voice and just yeah I don't know I just and in my big fat creek wedding like I think it's like his big hands <laughs> fucking murder me and his deep voice maybe I don't know but and I think he's tall but anyways um and he seems really nice <laughs> but anyways I'm just excited to like be able to watch something with him in it is what I'm saying. So there's that. And we'll defo be covering that uh, when it comes out on HBO Max. Okay, in bonus episode 16 and 17, Sophie and I covered Love is Blind, <laughs> unfortunately. And we had two major breakups within a week of each other, Ion and Jarrett and Danielle and Nick, basically the only two couples that actually got married on the TV show. So a lot of people are saying that their contracts are up um, maybe they're doing it now. Like they had to stick it out for a certain time period. It's it's just about the year mark, I believe. So 
Oh, no. Well, yeah. No, I think they filmed... Did they film in the spring? I don't know. Maybe it's like the year mark, the 16-month mark, six-month mark. I don't know. But I was comparing it to The Bachelor, whereas when The Bachelor couples get engaged... If they can stick it out for, I think it's two years, they get to keep the ring, which a lot of people are probably like, well, why do you want to keep this engagement ring if you're breaking it off with the the your partner? Like, wouldn't that just be bad memories? Well, the rings are like fucking 100K or at least like 50K. So I'm assuming that it would be equity. Like you w- could be able to sell it off. So yeah, I'm curious if that was the same case for them. Or, like, did they threaten to, like, have to, like, pay back the wedding if they didn't, like, last for six months or whatever? I don't know. If you have any intel, please slide into my DMs because I have scoured the internet and I cannot find a reason outside of their contracts being up. But, like, what's the content of their contracts? I haven't been able to find anything. And if you have, like, let me know because I'm just very curious They are also doing an After the Altar special, just like season one, on September 16th. And Sophie and I are definitely going to cover it. So stay tuned for a more in-depth analysis coming to you in September. And on bonus episode 19, Courtney and I covered the Kardashians TV show. It really fizzled out. Like, I don't think I covered the rest of the season, but it really had an anticlimactic like season and I think that was really reflected in the ratings I think the first episode did really really well the middle of the season didn't do well and then some of the Chloe and Tristan stuff kind of blew up at the end which is I would say reflective of my feelings for the show and it was announced that the Kardashians would be coming back for season two on September 22nd and like I'm gonna watch it because It's Kardashian content and I feel like you have to keep up with them, lol, pun intended, just to be in like the zeitgeist zeitgeist and like in the pop culture conversations. And again, for some reason, I have like this sick of fascination with them. And they teased Pete Davidson content. And because everyone, including myself, alleges that it was PR and they're such a mixed match couple and like all of this stuff... I wanted to see this PR couple in action, and that was teased in the trailer. Well, a few weeks later, they break up, and rumor has it that they're going to cut a lot of Pete from season two. And I'm like, literally, why would I watch? Why would I watch more B-list or B-roll storylines? Like, I was impressed with the first couple episodes of the TV show, that they didn't do any of like like Chris's with the mime or Chloe and Tristan go ghost hunting like like I'm glad that they don't give us that per se but they're still giving us some really b-list story like I keep saying b-list b-roll or b-plot points not storyline a the real meat and potatoes a lot of it is still bullshit and it's like fine I I probably wouldn't want to show my real life either especially because it seems like those versions of yourselves would be hated more than like you already are. But then just don't have a TV show. Like it just pisses me off so much because it's just not interesting if it's not going to be your real lives. And at Breezers slid into my DMs and they were talking about the same thing. 
like if you aren't showing us your real life, especially if you're trying to do this like docu style series, it's not working. It's just, it's incongruent. And I feel like media, like viewers are hip to that. Like I think a lot of things, you know, pass us by as, as viewers and producers and stuff are still able to get away with a lot of things. But I feel like one thing we can point out is when plot points and just the storylines are incongruent with the the theme and the feel of the show. So uh, I was really looking forward to the Pete stuff, even though like whatever kind of over them. I thought that was going to be interesting just to see how they like really acted together outside of like red carpets. And I'm just really bummed if they do choose to cut out him from the show. Um, And I wonder like if that could actually happen like if they were in a PR relish is being on the TV show part of the deal um maybe Kim doesn't want to show him anymore because she's bitter or something like that but maybe they have to just because that's what he signed up for I don't know who knows only time will tell okay let's move on episode 101 and 106 I talked about Addison Ray's mom and dad sherry and monty and it is getting like so fucking cringe i cannot believe it but at audrey x helena messaged me young gravy and addison ray's mom pr question mark question mark i think it's pr in the sense that it's just like let's make a headline for people to talk about us but i don't think like they're actually like gonna date or anything like that so basically if you haven't heard it's been like a whole disaster so comes out that Monty is cheating on his wife Sherry again these are Addison Ray's parents and like everyone's talking about it on podcasts I will say one thing that a lot of Gen Z like influencers and like TikTokers have are like just access to like all of their friends podcasts where they can just talk about so much shit and I will say like I fucking hate Dave Portnoy with all of my life but he hosts a podcast and I don't listen to it I just want to clarify that right off the bat but he hosts a a podcast with Josh Richards and like they just ask him point blank stuff about like his girlfriends or like who he's sleeping with or whatever and he like generally genuinely answers and it's just so different from the old media that we used to have I need the the girls of centennial beauty to talk about this but like for example when so like it was a bunch of shit with Josh and Nessa and they talked about it extensively on other people's podcasts but like when Brad, Angelina, and Jen had their big affair divorce thing, they didn't just like go on their friends' podcasts and talk about it. Like sure, they would go on talk shows, but talk shows are like so curated. You don't even really get real stuff or you might get a real answer, but it's like the celeb knows it's coming. Like it's very like, here are the questions ahead of time. And I really do love on some of these Gen Z podcasts that like, They just go and like they really are just speaking the truth or like maybe it's lies, but it's so entertaining to just, you know, have them like almost immediately respond to situations. So anyways, side tangent, but Young Gravy was on a podcast talking about how 
Sherry is super hot, like blah, blah, blah. And Monty doesn't know what he was doing and all of this shit. And then they made a TikTok together, Sherry and Young Gravy. And then Monty replied. He like stitched the TikTok and it was like, you don't know what's coming for you. Like watch your back, like all of this annoying shit. And then he said he's going to make a diss track and he's looking for a poppin producer to produce a diss track about young gravy and then sherry like this is where it gets kind of dark like instead of like being like haha like kind of like trash celeb drama she's like i'm really scared of this man referencing monty in comments on one of his videos and like i just i don't know it's just so cringe for Addison Ray, like that her dad is basically like he very much reminds me of Justin Bieber's dad like to the T like they even have like the same I feel like aesthetic it's so weird but just like riding on the coattails of your kids success and then like trying to not even live vicariously through them just like literally usurp them as like the star and just use all this newfound fame, money, power to do fucking shitty things that you probably wanted to do your whole life but didn't have the access to. So yeah, just so gross and so embarrassing. I feel really bad for Addison. Just like all of your parents' shit. Like even her mom like like making shit up with Young Gravy. I'm like, mom, just like stay off the internet. <laughs> like, like that's just so fucking cringe. Okay, in episode 102 with Jenna from Date Card Pod, we talked about Paige Lorenze and Tyler Cameron dating. Well, they've already broken up, so (laughs) it's been like four weeks and they already split up. I feel like a lot of Bachelor commenters are doing like a big push for Tyler Cameron to be the Bachelor, which is really interesting. Like he's definitely the most famous bachelor like he has the most instagram followers he's like you know he's already been on multiple tv shows he's had a book come out all of these things i don't think he would do it i think he's like above i'm putting that in quotes but like above the franchise at this point maybe surpassed it like the need to even really be a part of it like he doesn't really like comment on it too much where like nick vial and like fucking wells adams and shit like that are like still sucking the bachelor d but i don't know maybe he would want that for like longevity but yeah i feel like he's one of those guys that's just like kind of dating around like he's dated a lot of girls and like we're just kind of seeing that play out which is which is fun it kind of seems like he's had a falling out with matt they aren't seen together as much or like you know interacting online as much together and like i think we talked about this but it might be because Rachel and Tyler don't get along so it's I don't know really interesting I would fucking hate to see that relationship because it was so strong I would be so sad if that relationship dissolved because of like the Bachelor franchise it would be yeah just really sad for me on that episode we also talked about Ben and Jen and them getting married in Vegas and I feel like we had an inkling that that was not going to be it like how could that be it when you're fucking Jennifer Lopez and little did we know they had a second wedding at Ben's plan 
plantation style Georgia house. Like I'm not even going to touch that. Like everyone knows why that's fucking weird but you know all the usuals were there Matt Damon they all wore white she had like five fucking dresses they were like obviously beautiful none of them I was like wow this is like everything I've ever wanted in my life it was just like yeah she looks really 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 beautiful but the one thing that's going viral is the I actually like I think it's fake like it fucking has to be fake because otherwise it is one of the saddest things I have ever seen in my entire life but some of the decorations came out and it was like of my 2013 Pinterest nightmares so it was like that their gift bags were like monogrammed with the couple's initials like straw woven tote bags but like not even cute like the really cheap kind that like like I have a version of it like that I bought from my like granola like local grocer (laughs) Like, not even cute. And just, like, the tackiest monogrammed, like, font that you've ever seen in your entire life. And then there was, like, you know, those those things that you put in fires. Palettes. Like, palettes that said, like, I love you in, like, a serif, low, all lowercase, like, typewriter font. <laughs> and, like, I always feel like such a fucking bitch talking about this because it's like if you had that at your wedding like truly god bless you and I'm sure like it was beautiful and teach their own and stuff like that but like it was just so funny like it looked like what I would make (laughs) if I was poor (laughs) and didn't have Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck's money like it was like an 8.9 million dollar house then why does your decorations look like you upcycled them (laughs) like it's so so bad and that's why I'm hoping like I like the depths of my soul are just hoping that this is like a spoof (laughs) that I have been bamboozled on the internet and this went viral and it's like fakeness (laughs) because it's just so bad and juxtaposed with like her beautiful designer like custom couture <laughs> gowns it was nauseating <laughs> like my body had a visceral reaction to how cheap and commonplace <laughs> these decorations went like hey, if I'm going to a fucking local wedding here in BC at like a fucking ski resort or like a, on a farm or something like that this is what I would expect and again god bless your soul if that's you if you're inviting me to your wedding I'll happily accept but like holy shit it just is the opposite of what you would expect okay let's move on episode 106 Leah had this theory that JLo was being petty and that they had like a fight and Ben and she didn't post for Ben's 50th birthday and still no post so I did a poll of the RTBP listeners on Instagram if you don't follow me there you can at RTBP podcast and let's see what people had to say so 34% of people said that she was too busy for the wedding that's why she didn't post 31% said she forgot kind of highly doubt that 20% said they had a fight that day And 15% is that she's going to post later, which I kind of get like maybe she wants to 
do a big do and um or I don't know maybe she just doesn't want to be eclipsed by Ben's birthday on Instagram I don't know because it's not like he's on socials but yeah that's a mystery we we may never solve okay here comes to like the real shit posty part of the podcast here are just some like random stories that I've been keeping up with. Liam Hemsworth broke up with his girlfriend of three years. I had no idea that he had a girlfriend. I, I just want to say Liam Hemsworth, I feel like really fell off. I feel like we still talk about Chris Hemsworth and there is definitely another brother that I literally can't even remember his name or his existence or what he looks like. But like he had like a, a booming career and he just really fell off. So anyways, they broke up. I'm really hoping that he is going to have a reunion with Miley Cyrus. And I know the chances of that are like literally 2%. Just like, <laughs> okay, so just like how I want Nick and Miley to get back together. But it's like, okay, so the chances of them, Liam and Miley getting back together, are like say 10%. <laughs> The chances of Nick and Miley getting back together are like 1%. But I'm like still holding out hope. So so do you still keep up with Liam Hemsworth? Do you want to see him back with Miley Cyrus? Like, please let me know. I could also really see Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson together. Now, I, I think she's single and I think he's single. But I think they would be really fun together. But I feel like everyone says that and maybe it's just like too obvious of a of a couple but I don't know I feel like they would really work another couple that called it quits was Jacob Elordi and Olivia Jade which like total summer fling I really feel like both of them are into PR but it was again so weird we talked about this on the pod I, I believe or I talked a lot a lot about it with my friends at least but like no I definitely talked about this I think on Fluently Forward when we did Euphoria Blinds he seems really social climbery. He seems like he's often in PR relationships with like young, you know, socialites slash actresses. And she needed good PR. She was canceled for her college admissions thing. Did Dancing with the Stars was w- really well liked. Needed a hot Hollywood star to date this summer so they linked up so it's fall time which means couples are dropping like flies moving on to their their next projects or their next relationships and just like the sidest of tangents but barbie fiera fiera god i'm gonna like i was gonna say like guy fieri (laughs) barbie ferrera thank you Announced just today, I believe, that she would not be coming back for Euphoria season three. And I'm really sad about that. Her past is definitely spotty. And I don't know if she's necessarily a great person. But the fat representation in that show, or like only by her, um, was really important. It was important because it wasn't just a fat person on screen but she was lusted after she was dating someone that was straight sized. She was sexual. She was in the popular group of girls. Like all of these things are so important to show because that is real life. I know that she had a falling out. I think I also talked about this with Fluently Forward. She had a falling out with Sam Levinson, the director and creator. And then you know, her scenes in season two got really shrunken down and she didn't really have much of a storyline. And then obviously 
she was probably like, okay, well, this isn't like not worth my time now. But I absolutely hate when stories don't get, you know, wrapped up or they're proper due because of things that happen on the set. And like, it just fucking sucks that an important character like Kat is getting cut and then there's just no other fat people on the show. So um, yeah, I think that just broke today. So we'll see what else comes of that. But shitty news. And then three other things. And then we're going to wrap up. Sarah Highland and Wells Adams from The Bachelor got married. There was some notable missing modern family people like Phil Dunphy, for example. And I saw online people were like, well, he had like a birthday to attend or something like that. And I always like think it is so fucking weird when people are like, oh, they had another obligation. And it was like, well, what was the obligation? What was the obligation? Because if this person matters to you and and it's their fucking wedding, you're going to cancel whatever obligation that is. Just like how Paris Hilton was invited to DJ for President Joe Biden on the night of Britney Spears's wedding. And she said, fuck no, I've got a wedding of one of my besties to attend. Like that is a real friend and that's how you show up. So Phil, where were you at Sarah Hyland's wedding? Like it's so weird. Also, Lily wasn't there. And I don't think the actor like Eric Stone Street who played Cam was there. So T, let me know if you think there's like problems with the cast or like, or maybe they just didn't stay in touch. I guess it's one of those things too. I do see Sarah and Wells's perspective per se too. It's like, it'd be like if you get married and you know, you want to invite some of your close work colleagues, but you don't want to invite the whole office. Like, I guess that kind of makes sense. At the end of the day, they are just work colleagues. But yeah, just so interesting. Like, and like what obligation would keep you from the wedding if you had something planned? Like, unless it was like literally your wedding, like you're going to make it. I think Sarah looked really pretty and Wells looked good too. The wedding looked very like normal person. And I think that they live a pretty normal person life, which is actually interesting. There's like a clip of their dance floor and it just like looks very much like any wedding I've ever attended. And like, you know, Chris Harrison was there and Nick Vial, like some of the people I just have seen enough of in my life. But there's so many videos doing like a deep dive on like, which Bachelor cast was, you know, rubbing shoulders with A-list celebs from Sarah's side. So you can find all the tea there. I will say it didn't look like they got their decor off of Pinterest. (laughs) Like Ben and Jen, (laughs) like it seemed um, very beautiful and very, again, normal person. Okay, Christine Quinn is leaving Selling Sunset. This is such a blow to my tv watching life just because selling sunset like so many people ask me should I watch it and I'm like you should watch the first two seasons three four five are like a fucking wash so I don't even know why I really care at this point like the last three seasons nothing has happened or there's been like two good episodes and the rest like absolute filler So when she announced that she was leaving, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. No one obviously wants to film with her. They like had to get another fucking girl, Chelsea, to come on the show to have someone to film with. And then 
yeah, it seems like none of them can make amends. And she was really mad that at the end of this season, Jason or Brett, whichever one of those trolls (laughs) were talking to Heather, but she was really mad that they were alleging that she was like paying off a client like 5k or whatever so and she was like that's completely unfounded completely made up I think she like probably never really got over that plus she's killing it in like the fashion game like she was at tons of like you know Paris fashion shows like doing stuff for Balenciaga and stuff like that like fucking Kim Kardashian does stuff like that so I don't know maybe she's she's made it in the fashion world which is just so weird because she's like probably the tackiest person alive but very much like new money style and aesthetic but I'm just thinking like what the fuck is gonna happen for season six I think it is already filmed or maybe was filming this summer but it's just like what is gonna happen and what are they gonna talk about if there's no Christine, which maybe, maybe that makes it better because it literally, the women just started only talking about Christine and it was just getting redundant at one point. Maybe now they'll have more drama to talk about, but I don't know. It's just so, so bad. Like it was just such a great TV show. Really. There's been so many TV shows. I feel like lately that have been like so good in the first couple seasons and so bad in the like later ones. Like for example, on my watch list, high school musical the musical the series but like I actually like can't even bear to watch it because it's just like a totally different show like Olivia Rodrigo's character leaves they're at a summer camp they're doing Frozen but also Camp Rock like I don't know it's just it's so all over the place and I feel like they're making some of the supporting characters leads when like they were set up as supporting characters in the first seasons so it just like doesn't hit and like it just I don't know it's just not working and that's kind of how I'm feeling about Selling Sunset. The other shows that are on my watch list Never Have I Ever season three winner of the pool of what I should watch next on my Instagram High School Musical the Musical the series as I said Selling the OC apparently it's a fucking smash success which it's like if they're bringing it more than the selling sunset girls I am all fucking in and of course my least favorite favorite trashy novel to movie the next 365 days that I covered with Kelly back (laughs) back a few months ago is out on Netflix again it's basically just like a porno or slash music video set to like European EDM hits so got a lot to catch up on this weekend I think that's all from me. I have a fun episode with Cam from what I will say coming out this weekend and tons of fun guests lined up for this fall. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the pod, the best things you can do are subscribe, leave a rating and review if you haven't already. Follow me at RTBB podcast. And there are merch links and ways to get involved with the podcast, like leaving a voicemail, etc. in the episode show notes. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.